So last week, I started a four-week series on the podcast about men, the church, and mental health. And I'm continuing with that series today, talking about the very serious issue of men dealing with depression. I'll share some of my thoughts and some of the next steps in this incredibly important issue. And really quick, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star review. This is the Significant Man Recharge Show. I'm your host, Warren Peterson. We're Christian men who talk about the important topics that matter in life. We're men who live in this world, but are not of this world. You know your life can be busy, noisy, and chaotic. This is the show for you to get renewed, restored, and to recharge. So let's get started. Depression is one of those topics that is not talked about enough in the church. It's been said that we'll never know the exact number of causes for depression and that will impact everyone differently. And while it's true that there are lots of reasons that someone might fall into depression, the effects of depression can be quite similar for those who are experiencing it. Some of the most common effects are guilt, worry, anger, moodiness, thoughts of suicide, and a spiral downward of these effects repeating in on themselves. For me, I know depression all too well. It was something that I spent years dealing with. However, it was also something I was totally unprepared for. I thought that depression was just like feeling depressed, only kind of worse. These days, I wish we had a different word for depression because I could not have been more wrong about that. I don't think you can truly understand an issue like depression without experiencing it for yourself. At least I know that was the case for me. So how do we deal with depression? Specifically, how does our faith play a role in this conversation? That's what I'm going to get into in this episode today. But before I do, I want to take a brief but very important side detour on this. Something that I think happens far too often is that a Christian man might be experiencing depression, but feel like they can't go to church for help. Sadly, there are churches, pastors, and priests who tend to make people think that the reason they're going through a time of depression is because they're somehow not right with God, or it's some sort of punishment for an unforgiven sin. If you're a follower of Jesus, realize that you can still experience depression. If you know and have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, realize you can still experience depression. If you've placed your hope and your future in Christ, yes, realize you can still experience depression. There are multiple examples of people in the Bible struggling with depression, and God never condemns them for it. Instead, God loves them, encourages them, and wants what's best for them. If you happen to be dealing with depression right now, it does not mean you don't have enough faith. It does not mean you don't know Jesus. It does not mean you've done something wrong and somehow deserved it. Depression does not mean any of that. If you've had a pastor, priest, or someone else in church tell you otherwise, I am truly sorry. Far too many people have been hurt by the church, and this is one of those ways that it happens. Don't add any guilt onto yourself because you might be going through a season of depression. There is no shame in depression. God does not condemn someone who is dealing with depression. God loves that person. 
If you're there right now, God does not condemn you for the depression that you're dealing with. Instead, he loves you. It's important that you know that before I go any further with this. So, okay, back from that detour. I want to talk here about Abraham for a bit. And in the context of this discussion, I want you to consider faith as an action, not just as a noun. Think of faith as not just a thing you have, rather something that's visible in your actions. Think of Abraham's actions written in Hebrews 11, 8, and 9, which read like this. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when he moved his, co- his family. It was by faith that he left without knowing what country he was going to, without knowing where he was going. It was his faith that made him get up and move. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know how long it was going to take to get there, but he got up and went. Now, you know the phrase, faith can move mountains, and it truly can. It can move people, families, generations, and nations. And it can move the mountain named depression as well. So what is faith? And what effect can it have on people who are experiencing depression? Well, let's go back to Hebrews for a moment. Hebrews 11.1. It says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. In other words, faith is a hope, a belief, and a conviction of God's presence in our lives. And the belief in this conversation today that he can influence and change our physical and our mental health. When we believe in the ability of God to help us, then we can build our faith on that belief instead of on our own limited abilities. If we believe that God will help us in our times of depression, then that faith can become a solid foundation in our times of trial, and it can be our shelter in the storm of darkness. Depression often creates an insidious cycle. The more depression you experience, the deeper that depression becomes. Depression leads to more depression. So a key challenge is figuring out what will break that cycle. For many who have recovered, their faith was the single most effective tool in breaking the cycle of depression and stopping the spiral from going deeper. It was not a lack of faith that caused their depression, as I mentioned earlier. Rather, it is that the faith they have became the cornerstone of their recovery. So there are two specific ways in this context of of what we're talking about here today that faith can be the cornerstone in recovering out of depression. The first is that when you have faith in God being with you, that feeling of being alone, it's minimized. Depression and isolation go hand in hand, and having an actionable faith can remove the feeling of isolation. It can lessen the impact of depression. The heartfelt truth of God's presence helps to decrease the feeling of isolation. The second is that your faith in Jesus as the cornerstone of your life helps to take some of the pressure off your own shoulders. You're not carrying this weight by yourself, and you're looking to Jesus for direction and guidance instead of looking to yourself and trying to pull yourself up from your bootstraps. 
Now, I want to start wrapping up here by adding that while this is easy to say, I totally get that it's not easy to do. I know this all too well. When you're in that spiral of depression, you simply don't jump out of bed one day and say, I have faith, God is with me, everything is fine. While it can work that way, that's the exception to the norm. Instead, it's more often that you start to climb out with a series of small choices. You choose to act based on your faith. You choose to respond like the author of Psalm 42 did when he said, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for yet I will praise him, my Savior and my God. If the idea of studying your Bible is too much at the moment, if that feels like more effort and energy than you have, then just look for other small choices that you can make. For example, a simple one, turn on a Christian worship music station today and just listen to that and nothing else. Sometimes the choice to listen to encouraging, uplifting, positive music focused on God and Jesus, it's enough help for that one day. This can be a great way to praise him throughout the day. Another small choice is to take just a few minutes to talk with God every day. You don't need this to be a long, formal prayer following some sort of rigid prayer guidelines. Rather, just talk with him. Tell him how you're feeling today. Tell him what's on your mind today. Tell him the truth for real. He can handle it. He wants to hear from you. He's waiting to hear from you right now. And then when you have a little bit more energy, yes, open up the Bible and read. The Bible, it's God's word. It's important that we hear what he has to say to us. But don't pressure yourself into reading an entire book in a day. Rather, just read and hear what God has said. And one of the other most important things for you when you're dealing with depression is to not try and figure all of this out by yourself. The isolation part of depression is very real. Isolation makes this worse. Your enemy is happy to see you struggle with this alone. A primary lie of the enemy is that no one else will understand. No one else gets what you're going through. No one else will have your back or support you. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that is a lie. From my own experience of dealing with depression, I know there are others who do understand. There are others who do get what you're going through and want to support you. If you don't have that, head over to significantman.com and check out the fellowship. We openly talk about these issues. In fact, this series itself is something our group worked through in April of last year. We take this stuff seriously. We want every man to have support and encouragement in whatever he's dealing with. We all have to remember that depression is very real. We have to remember that depression can be caused by all sorts of things, but it has some common effects on people. And we have to remember that when we're in that dark place, we're to turn our eyes towards God and our faith in Him. Not because it'll make everything good here on earth overnight, but because we know that in the end, this race is about eternity. Gratitude for that, even on the darkest of days, is a critical way to deal with depression. Because none of this is meant as a quick fix. There's no expectation that one day you'll simply say the right prayer and everything is perfect the minute you open your eyes. It takes time for depression to spiral down, and it takes time to climb back up and out. But you 100% can make that climb. You absolutely can get out of that pit. I believe that with every cell in my being. I've been there. I know you can do it. And I want to end with some encouragement from the Bible. I'll start with the Old Testament. 
Deuteronomy 31.8, which reads, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. And sticking in the Old Testament, here's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And then a few passages from the New Testament. First is Matthew eleven, twenty-eight thirty, 30, where Jesus tells you, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And lastly, from the New Testament, one of my favorite verses, John 14, 27, where Jesus tells you this, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. My friends, trust in God. Give your burdens to Jesus fully and in every way. And remember that what he offers is a peace the world can never offer and never understand. So run to him. Your faith in him, as you follow what he taught, that is where you find your refuge and the ultimate peace that you're seeking. He loves you. He understands even if you're dealing with depression. And he is waiting for you with arms wide open right now. Now, I'm going to continue this series next week as I continue to share some thoughts about these issues of mental health topics. So please be watching for that episode next week. Go ahead and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to your podcast or if you watch this on YouTube. And please rate it, leave a five-star review. Those things help other people to find the show. So I really appreciate you doing that. And share this episode with someone else who might need to hear this message today. All right, enjoy the next show. Hey, before you go, please make sure you subscribe to this show and leave a review. Five stars is, of course, the desired number of stars. So be like all the cool kids and do that. Enjoy the next show, guys. Doo -doo.